I'm so glad to welcome you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our web address. ClarkDeals.com is our deal site where you find all kinds of great bargains. Coming up in today's Clark Rageous Moment, there's a story about a veteran who was in big trouble because he had a U.S. flag-painted mailbox. You may have heard that story. I want to tell you where that's ended up at this point. No foreclosure, no eviction. I'll tell you what happened in this Clark-rageous moment. And coming up in a half hour, there is a brand new great cell phone deal for couples. I'll tell you who qualifies, how it works, and how amazingly inexpensive it is. And that's coming your way in just a half hour. I'm about to tell you a story which is going to make you think you never want to stand too close to me because I have had a year where it seems like just crazy things happen to me. Roughly three months ago, I had a near-death experience from a combination of medicines where I ended up in the hospital and um, ended up, well, just fine after time, but it was, it was not fun at all. I ended up with a rare thing called rhabdomyolysis and just generally referred to as rhabdo for short. And I ended up, after a few miserable days, I ended up fine. And now I'm going to tell you a story that is beyond bizarre. And I was hit by a car earlier today as a pedestrian and I'm a little sore my shoulder hurts and my neck hurts but I did not seek medical treatment I know everybody on my staff has told me I'm an idiot my wife's told me I'm an idiot but anyway what happened was I was at a fast food restaurant and so if you ever wondered is fast food hazardous to your health I'm proving that to be true And I'm walking across the parking lot, and I notice something out of the corner of my eye, and a woman screams, and I look over, there's a car backing up at a high rate of speed towards me in the parking lot. And in a split second, I remembered something that I had read perhaps a decade ago about a tragic story about a pit crew worker at a NASCAR event who was killed by a, by a race car and did not follow his training, which is if a car is coming towards you, and who would know this, you jump up in the air and lessen the severity of an impact. So in a split second, I remembered that story, jumped up, ended up with my right hand on the, the lid of the trunk of the vehicle. It spun me around, and somehow I landed on my feet off to the side of where the car was. The car continued for like another 20 feet, but a number of people came to check on me, 
not cut, not bruised, just sore. And online it says that's what you're supposed to do as a pedestrian if a car is coming towards you, usually be coming forward, not in reverse. And that, yes, you spin around from the momentum of the vehicle, which is just what happened to me. And I am amazingly okay. And I think, you know, you have things flash through your mind. And you think about if I hadn't read that story like a decade ago and hadn't just spontaneously jumped up, I mean, who knows how badly I would have been hurt. The woman driving the car was horrified. She was actually an employee of the restaurant taking supplies to another location and instead of going around their parking lot to save time was because it's a one-way drive was backing up at a high rate of speed to go out onto the road and i just happened to be in her path but i'm okay and um and i you know i'm sore now i'll be more sore when i wake up tomorrow but no big deal and only not a big deal because of that. But what's funny is that if you Google that, you see one right up after another talking about how you're supposed to jump up. And as someone said in our staff meeting, what happens if you jump too soon? That would be really bad because you'd be on the way down coming into the path of the vehicle. But it was all and what could have been an unfortunate thing, very fortunate that I was spinning around. So I obviously have a certain amount of calamity to me that these two things have happened to me in three months. And at the same time, I end up okay. So I don't know what that means. Maybe next I'll be struck by lightning and somehow I'll convert it into power from my home and reduce my power bill. Who knows? Boy, Drew is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Drew. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. My son insists, Drew, that there's a person who's been struck by lightning six times in his life and has been okay from all those lightning strikes. I wouldn't want to find out once what it's like to be struck by lightning. Yeah, me neither. So, Drew, how can I serve you? Um, so I just graduated college and, you know, started my first, uh, job. Um, my employer doesn't offer a 401k, so I started looking into, um, some IRAs and talked to my parents about Roth IRAs and I've been listening to your show for a few months now and heard you mention it. Um, so through my research, I found one called Wealthfront, um, seems pretty good for beginners. They manage your first, um, 10,000, um, as a promotion for free, and then after that, it's a, I think, point two five percent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great organization. Okay. And Wealthfront and its arch rival competitor, Betterment. I don't know if you saw that one as well. Yes. These two organizations have completely upset how the financial industry works, and. All the big players are rushing out competitive products with what Wealthfront and Betterment have come up with. So what happens is they take information from you, your age, your goals, all that, and they crunch 
how much risk you're willing to take, and they come up with a portfolio for you. And they charge a quarter point to do that. The 0.25 at Wealthfront Betterment uses a different formula for figuring charges, but they're both very low cost. And they come up with the mix, and they adjust it over time as they need to. And so you don't have to worry about what's the right mix of investments, how those investments should be changed over time. They do it all for you, and they do it at an ultra-low expense. So I think if it's where you're thinking of putting your Roth IRA, that's a perfectly great choice. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you know the best part? You're really young, and you're already on the march saving for your retirement. How old are you? Um, just 24. 24 years old. So I don't know if you've seen my chart on Clark.com, the enormous advantage if you start saving for your future in your 20s. It's incredible what a difference it makes and what kind of retirement you'll have and how early you'll be able to retire. So great for you because most people don't start really thinking about funding retirement till their 40th birthday. By you thinking this way at 24, Drew, you change your future. You control your future. Christy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Christy. How are you doing? Christy? Christy, I don't hear you. Darren is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Darren. Hello, Clark. How are you today? Great, Darren. How is things going for you? Well, I'm thoroughly excited to be on your show. Thank you for having me today. Oh, absolutely. How can I serve you? Okay, Clark, uh, I think these questions might be relatively simple. I heard you say one time on your show before that um, it is acceptable to accept a credit limit increase from one of your um, financial institution uh, 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 credit cards. Actually, it's to your benefit to accept a credit limit increase. Excellent. Well, what about the other way around, requesting a credit limit increase? Yeah, that's fine, too. Not for any particular purchase, just for to, uh, um, how do you say it, to decrease the um, usage. Right. That is a great idea. So if you've had a good history with a credit card company, usually they'll have their own rules uh, how long you have to have a card with them before you can request a credit limit increase. Right. Usually they'll ask you some questions about your income. Uh, They may ask questions about what other debt you have. But the principal way they'll make the decision is based on what your payment record has been with them and secondarily what your credit score is overall. Mm -hmm. And if you don't ask, you don't get. But if you do ask, the odds are very good that they'll give you that limit increase. And then in turn, what that does is the amount of your available credit you're using represents nearly a third of what makes up your credit score. And so there's a direct strong advantage to you getting higher credit limits. You know, a lot of people don't want higher credit limits. Do you know why, Darren? Well, the... they're afraid that if they have the higher limit, they'll charge up to it. Right. Uh, yeah, you, you're talking about my wife. I understand. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you did not I'm say not, that. I'm, oh, I would be I, in I, so I'm much trouble re- if I said that. Okay. I'm going to regret it, too. <laughs> it came out naturally. <laughs> <laughs> So so for her, that wouldn't be a good idea to ask for the credit limit increase, but especially for the roughly 
uh, it was a little more than a third of people who pay their credit cards in full every single mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Asking for those credit limit increases is a big advantage. Excellent. So I do that my 100% payment history. Excellent. So that's great. So my um, credit utilization is eight percent. Wow. The amount of my available credit I use is eight percent, and okay. that is that's a very low utilization rate. The target you want to hit is below 30%. Right. And so you right. end up with a, a solid number on that part of your credit score if you keep your utilization below 30%. For people who aren't aware what that means, if you have a $3,000 limit that you're using under $1,000 of that available credit would keep you at 30%. And if you go below 10%, then uh-huh. that actually turbocharges your credit score. Mm-hmm. Well, I have I have a little bit to get there. Now, if they decline my request, is that a negative? Has it have any negative bearing? That is a good question. It is not an application for new credit. So, I have if it is in any way a negative reflection on you, I've never heard that. And I may hear from somebody in the industry who will tell me how that would reflect negatively on you. But I've never heard that it that it is because it's wow. an existing line of credit. That you're only asking them to evaluate what your credit limit should be, and I know of no reason why that would be harmful. Oh, I actually asked a question that you didn't hear of before. Wow. Oh, that happens a lot. Um, you know, just ask my kids. I know nothing. It's time for today's Clark Rageous moment, and today's Clark Rageous moment outraged me, but also has a happy ending. How's that all in one Clark Rage? Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. I have been furious. There's a retired U.S. Navy man who was told by his homeowners association that he was in big trouble because he had a U.S. flag painted mailbox and that that did not conform to association rules. And that he had 15 days to comply. He's a Florida resident. If you're not aware in Florida, if you don't live up to what the Homeowner Association tells you to do, they can foreclose on you and kick you to the curb and take your home away from you. Well, there was such a fuss in the aftermath of what was going on with John Ackert that now the Homeowner Association, with its tail between its legs has now said it's changing its rules, and from now on, mailboxes with an American flag print will be allowed. And the great news was that residents of the Homeowners Association, as this became a national story, rose up in indignation in support of this brave veteran. You know, I am so grateful to the men and women who serve our country in the U.S. military. And the crazy stuff sometimes that goes on with the Homeowners Association and the rules that you have to live by, it's part of the deal when you go into a Homeowners Association community. Many people prefer it because they want the conformity, they want the uniformity, and they want the discipline in place so that if somebody is getting out of control, 
there's somebody to make a difference. My wife and I were walking in a neighborhood recently that's not a homeowners association community, and there were all these homes with these beautifully manicured lawns, and then there was one way overgrown with weeds that were like almost a foot tall and all that, and that is the benefit of having a homeowners association is that doesn't happen because you're forced to conform, and it preserves everybody's uh, home values. But on the other hand, common sense must rule. In saying that a patriot wanting to have an American flag mailbox is a violation and given 15 days to cure to get rid of it, particularly someone who put his life on the line for our country, completely and totally Clark-rageous. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. My goal, my job, is to give you ideas that are that you can just grab onto and use as a tangible way to say, that expense in my life, well, I'm going to cut that by XYZ amount. I have an example of that right now in a money-saving moment. It's another Clark Howard money-saving moment. I just said that. I just said it was a money-saving moment. So people who are baby boomers tend to be creatures of habit. Whoever they've signed up with for something, they stay with it year after year after year. An example of that is in the cell phone business. When cell phones really became the thing to have, Two companies were dominant in the country in control almost all cell phones in use among older consumers, which are considered to be people 55 and over. One estimate I saw is that somewhere around three-quarters to 80% of cell phone customers past age 55 are with Verizon and AT&T. And they're paying huge monthly fees to be with them. So T-Mobile, that loves to poke at AT AT&T and Verizon every waking moment, has a new offer for couples where just one has to be 55 and over. You get, as a couple, unlimited everything. Unlimited talk, unlimited text, unlimited data, and travel overseas included for a total for two people of $60 a month no junk fees past that just a flat $60 a month and so they figure there's like no downside for them since they have like none of that business and Verizon AT&T have all of it so here's the deal if you are 55 or over and you're part of a pair because you need two people to make this work. You can go to T-Mobile, and it's called the T-Mobile One Unlimited 55 Plus Plan. That's a little wordy, isn't it? But basically, you just got to show ID that you've had your 55th birthday, and then whatever you're used to paying for cell phone service, well, now you have unlimited everything for two for $30 per person per month. Now, this isn't a teaser rate that at a later date, they're going to say, we were just teasing. Now, 
you're 30 a month, a person's going to be 80, you stay at the 30 a month as long as you stay a customer. And so it's a real deal. And it's only for couples. Now, you don't have to be a couple in order to qualify. Just one person has to pay the bill and one has to be 55 and over. But if you go past two people, it's not a deal. It really is designed for two. And it's part of a trend in the cell phone industry for better and better and better rates. And the price of cell phone service has absolutely collapsed over the last two years. If you have not reshopped your rate plan, whoever you're with, in the last six months, you are absolutely paying too much. And by the way, if you are in that group of people past 55 who I just insulted by saying you're stuck in your ways, you're a creature of habit, you have trouble with change, prove me wrong and go take up a better deal. It's your money. Why would you throw it away on an overpriced plan with Verizon or AT&T? Why? No reason to do that. Christy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Christy. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great, Christy. Hope everything's wonderful in your world. Yes, it is. Love your show. Thank you. (laughs) So what's going on with your daughter? You were trying to step up to be her advocate. Right. Yes. Well, Clark, my daughter recently turned 18 this year, and we opened up her first bank account. Everything was going well, but two days later, her account was closed due to high risk. So um, I wanted to look into her credit just to make sure everything was okay, and it is. The only thing that we can think of at this point is her middle name is Isis. (laughs) And we wanted to know if we were going to have problems in the future, if we should change her name. Um, Wait, wait, wait. You you think that... That the bank's automated system saw that her middle name is ISIS and decided that she was some kind of terroristic threat on the United States and closed her account. That's the only thing we can think of because we went directly inside the brain. Oh, well, that's not going to help because this is one of the four giant monster mega banks. And okay. so you went in and talked to someone who was a human when they got to work that morning. Right. They're a human when they leave in the evening, but in between, they are turned into a robot to a machine-based entity, and they are not allowed to think or speak for themselves. And that is the truth. Oh, okay. Okay. So So. that, that is a wild story. So the greatest danger to your daughter is that they put her in a database called Check Systems, Mm-hmm. which would prevent her from being able to open an account anywhere for up to five years. Mm-hmm. So what I would like for, she's 18, what I'd like for her to do is go to a credit union okay, and open an account at a credit union. Okay. okay. And there you're dealing with actual humans. Uh, she becomes an owner of her account and, the, and also the credit union itself when she opens mm-hmm. her account. But it would be a waste of your time to go to any of the four giant monster megabanks. In fact, my belief is I don't know who ever benefits 
from going to open a checking account at one of the four giant monster mega banks. Okay. <laughs> and well, by the way, you. you probably took her there because that's probably where you do business. Right. It was much easier. Ah, easier is not always her. best. So mm-hmm. your assignment is to march with her to whatever credit union she opens up at, Christy, and you open up an account at that credit union where you then become an owner and you dump the giant monster mega bank where the goal every day is to figure out how to take more of your money and go somewhere where the goal is to serve you. Okay. All right. And <laughs> that sounds good. I want you to hold on a minute if you don't mind because I'd like us to get information from you about this. This is such an unusual situation with her middle name. And if that is, in fact, the reason that the giant monster megabank kicked your daughter out. That is a story. Saying just a second, please. Brian is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Brian. How are you? Good, Clark. i uh, got to say, I don't think I've ever listened to your show that I didn't learn something of value. But, uh, problem is, in this area, you're on in the early morning hours, so you've, you've turned me into an insomniac. I am uh, so sorry. I have to sit up so I can listen to the Clark Howard Show. Well, you know, there are other things you could do. If there's a night you oversleep, you could listen to our podcast. We give you some of the content that that you hear on the radio through our podcast. I'm good up to date. I'm not a a techie. But um, listen, um, I called about uh, my mom and dad are approaching uh, their 90s, and uh, their mental acuity is good. But physically, they are somewhat compromised. They've got some issues. Um, they live in the country, rural route, got a standalone mailbox. And, man, there are like two or three days, sometimes four a week, when they will receive like two to three pounds of junk mail. Uh-huh. Most of it is, uh, you know, solicitations for money. Politicians, right. faith-based organizations, charities that you've never heard of, you know, like uh, the... Uh, Appalachian Mountains uh, Aged Indians Home Fund. And um, I just, it's a real hassle for them and, and a genuine pain for them, uh, literally, because they've got to get it out of the mailbox, get it in the house, sort through all of it. And uh, at the end of the week, they'll have a, a plastic bag that's, you know, seven pounds of correspondence. And of course, like everybody, they get important uh, items in the mail. They get their Social Security and dividend checks from, you know, like AT&T and Verizon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm I'm trying to hurt their dividends, aren't I? I need to shut up about that for them. But, you know, uh, they have medicine and and insurance documents. They've seen a lot of doctors in the last couple of years. I just wondered what you might suggest to try to put an end to some of that. It's a real nuisance, and they've right. done their part at this age. And All right, so let me tell you what is available. Okay. There is a legitimate organization that is called the Direct Marketing Association. Okay. And they maintain a database where you can register your parents on there, and you will be able to stop most of the junk mail that's from legitimate senders. Okay, is that like .com, .org? Oh, I'll give you the website. Okay. It's DMA for Direct Marketing Association, dmaconsumers.org. Consumers.org. And when you go there, you'll see the mail preference service, and there's an easy online registration form, and it will, and it says 
third-party requests can't be processed, which means you're not supposed to be able to register your parents, but don't worry about that. Just you Well, get it. obviously Just, their address has been shopped around. That's pretty yeah. common. So but, you will, uh, you'll be able to stop a fair amount of that. Now, okay. there's another thing you can do called opt-out pre-screen. Okay. And opt-out pre-screen, it's a .com. You'll be able to register them. Again, you have to pretend to be them with both of these to get it done for them. Sure. But anyway, it will stop all the bank-oriented solicitations coming to them. Okay. So they won't get any credit card. You know, great news. We're going to give you a card that gives you who knows what. Stops sure. all that. The solicitations for checking accounts, all that. So these two are the principal ways that you can stop legitimate direct mail and the post office there's nothing they can do no no as far as stopping their job is to deliver the mail right it's addressed you can't buy your own return to sender stamp uh, i guess you could but these two steps will lessen that from maybe seven pounds to like five pounds or four yeah. so right. let's well, talk about that. let's talk about the charities okay so the charities some will be legit a lot will not be, and generally, if they ever gave money to what turns out to be a fake charity, they have, and excuse the term, they have suckers lists that they sell to each other. Right. And so I know with my mom, when she was alive, she had been conned by some of these fake charities, and then she would get hundreds of pieces of solicitation from fake charities every week. And It never world. stops. Yeah. So what... I did with her is we came up with a drawer in her house that she just put them in without opening. Uh-huh. And then I would go over and I would pretend I was looking at them and I would just put all of them in a trash bag and get rid of them. Sure. Well, the big thing said, my is, parents are not just, they're not, you know, sitting there writing checks to these people. It's just, like I said, they're just infirm and, and, and it, uh, it's, it's a pain. A nuisance. Yeah. So at least do these two steps. I'm going to say them again. DMA for Direct Marketing Association, consumers.org, and then optoutprescreen.com. Those two things will probably eliminate somewhere around on the scale of 40% of the junk mail they're getting, which is at least a start. Adam is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Adam. Hey, how you doing, Clark? Great, thank you, Adam. You want to make sure you stay okay. What do you have planned in your immediate future? Well, I tell you, uh, me and my wife are celebrating her uh, completion of her master's degree and our uh, 10-year wedding anniversary, so a uh, group of us are flying out to, uh, like, Playa de Carmen, Cancun area. And we just want to, any tips or words of wisdom on any, you know, the recent uh, media coverage of the tainted alcohol and people getting roofied and, and stuff on that nature, if you had any uh, two cents on that. Yeah, this is, this is a horrendous story with people dying from tainted alcohol, people being drugged in their drinks, and it has been a, a huge black eye for Cancun and the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico, which is a, a massive uh, tourism destination for Americans. And there have been allegations, which you probably have heard about, that in order to save money, all-inclusive resorts have been taking uh, name-brand bottles of liquor, and when they're empty, refilling them with bootleg liquor from who knows where that is impure 
contain it that has led to alcohol poisonings of people and then the issue about people putting drugs in your drinks and all that to rob you i mean it's like it's and the intersection of these two things who knows how much of one there is how much of the other there is so i'll tell you the safest way for you to handle the trip and not freak out okay and that is there have been no reports at all of any contamination of any beer at all okay that's good to know and i'm not aware people don't drink a lot of wine that i recall on the yucatan peninsula but i'm not aware of any involving wine either it's been all mixed drinks okay so beer is very prominent in mexico very very prominent in cancun playa del carmen cozumel and so if you just drink bottled beer that you either open yourself or is opened in front of you i think you'll eliminate the fear and concern Oh, certainly. You know, and, and being that, uh, you know, we're from Wisconsin, that uh, tainted alcohol is like a bit of red flag for us. So, sure. Um, and also and being that, from Wisconsin, drinking beer is something that you're likely very much in favor of. It's, it's happened once or twice. So, <laughs> uh, Clark, I also had one more quick question for you yeah. that my wife wanted me to ask you. Um, when we go on vacation, uh, her, her wedding ring has uh, what she thinks is a, uh, a large diamond on there, and she was wondering if she should be safe for leaving her ring at home. If you would be worried, concerned that somebody might pilfer, always the best strategy with jewelry is to leave it at home. Okay, terrific. I mean, because if it would if it would really foul up, this is a real celebration, anniversary, getting her master's degree. Why have anything that rains on that? So oh, I agree, hundred percent. So I'd leave nice jewelry at home and that is not a reflection on the yucatan of mexico not on cancun that's anywhere you go in the world if you're if you normally would have nice jewelry on at home leave it at home and don't have it make the trip with you if it would really upset you if it was swiped so just my advice i mean that's from somebody who wears a 29 dollar wedding band You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free, nine hours a day. If you go to Clark.com and go down the home screen, you'll see a section, Consumer Help and Tools. Click on Consumer Action Center and you can get that free off-the-air advice.